Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Happy Wednesday, gents. Happy Wednesday. Tough, tough day at work today. And what a Wednesday it is. Look at the weather. Oh, yes. Exactly. The weather's almost kind of in between all different types of weather today. I can't quite describe what it is. Exactly. Very difficult to describe, certainly. Exactly. Well, this is the Midweek Domestic Podcast. Shall we put our hands in and we can pod on three? Oh, 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 hang on, hang on. Don't do that because this horrific media player, which I use, the the Windows standard media player, which I use, (laughs) is literally the worst bit of kit ever. Okay, just get yourself a different bit media player. Oh, I hate it so much. All right, hands in, pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. Pod. Hello and welcome to the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, midweek domestic podcast special edition. I'm, um, I'm JB, down here in the rugby dungeon, alongside my old friend Phil. Hello, Philip. Hello, JB. And of course, from his remote location, it's the man who lives in the Egg Chasers shipping container. <laughs> it's Tim. How are you, Tim? In the TMO, the Egg Chasers TMO shipping container. Yeah. 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 Nice, I'm very well. Nice and cosy. Nice and cosy down there, mate. Yeah, well, I've been here since Sunday, so now it's Wednesday, obviously. So, yeah, I'm, I'm settling right in. <laughs> yeah, the thing about shipping containers are it is very mobile, so it affords you a good quality of life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually, where, where I stay when I'm down in London, there is actually a place about, about it's, I can see it out my window now, it's about 150 metres away, called a box park. And there was one in Shoreditch, and now there's one where I am. And uh, it, it's like hipster central. Every type of hipster restaurant, cafe you can imagine have all moved into shipping containers that have no. been assembled in this. Uh, yes. Is that right? Yep. I've been past the one in, I've not actually been in, but another one in uh, in Shoreditch. M- amazing. What yep. goes on? Amazing. Uh, yep. Well, actually, I say that. There's a sh- uh, there is a bar in Manchester which has got a shipping container for its toilets. Is there? Yeah, there is. Uh, I'm trying to think what, what it's called. It's a Jamaican bar. Uh, Turtle. Turtle All Bay. these shipping containers that are being misappropriated, they should be used for for shipping things or being used for TMO decisions and nothing else. Yeah. Exactly. Who'd have thought you'd get so much so much material from shipping containers on a, <laughs> on a rugby podcast? <laughs> Incredible, eh? <laughs> 
<laughs> so what have we got on the on, on, on the agenda, Tim? Well, we're, we're talking about domestic rugby, which means we're talking about the Avicii Premiership. Oh. If, you, if you're listening and thinking, why aren't you talking about all the wonderful international rugby? Well, then you've clicked on the wrong podcast. We've already done one all about that. Uh, and that's why you should subscribe to the podcast, because then we will make sure every episode gets sent straight to you. Uh, sorry, I'm just having a bit of a nightmare. Are you currently... Trying to get Avicii? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe. So that's, that's a worthy pursuit. That's worth the wait, JB. I, I'd wait for that for you. Got loads of time before I'd get bored of waiting for Avicii. Well, I, <laughs> well, I know. Why don't you tell the listeners about our good friends friends at Cornerstone? Whilst I find some uh, Premiership music. Well, they make uh, international. I mean, if, if Cornerstone Razors were a rugby player, what, who would you say they are, uh, Phil? Who's kind of in domestic rugby terms? Domestic rugby. Razor sharp, precision, precision engineered. I'm thinking someone like Christian Wade. Hmm, interesting. That is interesting. But I've, I've, I've got a question for you. This is a genuine rugby question. Who is the sharpest director of rugby? I mean, in the way they dress. I mean, as in like their mental capacity just to answer questions quickly, uh, being being fairly witty, feet uh, on their, feet, feet, thinking on their feet. Have being someone who's interviewed most of them, I think Tim would definitely be best placed to answer that. <laughs> Because mm. they all seem a bit. I'm just going round the grounds. Do you know? No, ge- genuinely, this. Uh, do you know one person whose eloquence and directness in what they say and just skill as a communicator? I know who. I you... think Richard Cockrell. Do you know what? That's weird. I was about to say the same one. Wow. Uh, that, that's the one I was thinking of because he is quite. He is quite no, witty, uh, isn't he? Not witty, but he's quite sharp. Yeah. Well, bearing in mind, he was. Uh, he's a carpenter or something, wasn't he? Yeah. His background's quite kind of blue collar. He's kind of spit and sawdust kind of guy. But he actually, when you talk to him, he he answers more directly, succinctly, and clearly than than I think any other director of rugby in the in the Avicii Premiership. Yeah, I, I'm always impressed by him. Interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to think because most of them are quite guarded, aren't they? They won't get much from McCall. You do get quite a lot from. Um... Humphreys. No, McCall, McCall's just got kind of a, a, a you know, a quiet, calm demeanour. They're all very forthcoming. Mm. Huh. I used to really like my. I used to really like uh, chatting with Mike Ford. Rob Baxter I, is just the, the, the nicest man ever. Oh, and Todd Blackadder, Blackadder. is like I'm really man man crush on that guy. He's he's yeah. a lovely, just an unbelievably lovely man. I'm yeah. impressed by Blackadder. Well, you know, it, it's funny you mention. Um... Uh, Cockrell, the, the first time he met, well, so the story goes, the first time he met Garforth and, what, uh, not West, it was Cockrell, Garforth, uh, who's he on? Roundtree, of course. Yeah. Right? Uh, they were in the back of a, I want to say back of a, um, back of a van on um, on the way to a game, following a, a, a bit of a night out. Really? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> uh, that, that's how I how I remember the story. But it's strange, isn't it, that you have a guy whose background is basically, uh, I think he's a bricklayer by trade. And now he has a job which is, you know, equivalent to basically a board level job. Yeah. Just because of rugby. Yeah. Yeah. So there, so there mm. you go. Rich Cockrell is yeah. the most the most cornerstone director of rugby. And, you know, he maybe he keeps his head all over, top bottom, nice and trim with a with a cornerstone razor, the best razor on the market, which you can get for just four pounds on your first order. You can sample why it is voted the best razor ahead of Wilkinson's order. 
ahead of Gillette by getting your first order for £4, and that's because you can get a £10 discount with your first order and a free engraved aluminium shaft to go with your new razors by going to cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers. cornerstone.co.uk slash eggchasers or... Egg 10 at checkout. Very, very briefly, we've had a couple of reviews on iTunes. Uh, Paddy Ratboy 9 says, <laughs> cracking chat from, from some... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, cracking chat from some serious rugby non-aficionados as Rolls-Royce as Joe Roth, but without the Alex Cuthbert skill levels of mainstream rugby pod media. Yeah, have that. <laughs> and Millwall Ever says, love rugby, love the pod. Tim, Phil and JB are as snappy as a James Horwell finger. Ooh, <laughs> no, no. Ugh. Oh, James, James Horwell. Who Stop is, that. Who is apparently lined up to play yeah. ne- next weekend. What's that about? Wow. That is that is quite incredible. Yeah, it's... Uh, it it's, really is. It's an amazing recovery. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as they would say as they would say in Australia, bloody oath. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> do you reckon he's... I can't, we're not going to say this anymore, are, are we? Because Dean... Um, because uh, your mate Ryan... To- uh, ben Ryan told us off. But do you reckon he had the, the, the same surgery <laughs> as Naholo did? Yeah, I saw the, the Fijian doctor. <laughs> we actually oh yeah to... Ben Ryan did put us straight on that yeah uh, he wasn't a witch doctor and it wasn't a serious fracture it sounded like a serious fracture and, and it... it sounded exactly like a witch, witch doctor actually and it was six weeks not six days I think you're fine guys <laughs> so yeah sorry <laughs> sorry Ben <laughs> right let's get into the Avicii Premiership then yes oh and I've just ruined it so, a bit of mixing there yeah well, ever since chatting to Hask, I'm into it. <laughs> uh, let's go with Bristol, Leicester. Did anyone see? Did anyone a- anyone see this? No. This was a Friday Bits night game. Bits and bobs. Bits and bobs. Yeah, it was a miserable game because it, basically there wasn't much in the way of much in the way of scoring. Uh, the significant part to me though is Bristol have improved dramatically in the space of two or three weeks. Okay, so you think the Andy Robinson release has actually had the desired effect, or is starting to have the desired effect? Yeah. Um, well, yes, and I think uh, I want to say I keep wanting to call him Rainford or Reedford. What, what is his name? The new um, director, director of rugby, Mark something. Uh, Tate, Tatum, Tate, Tateford, Tainton, Tainton, Reedford, Tainton, whatever it is, whoever he is, and whatever he's done in the past, which I haven't heard particularly much of. He seems to be doing a pretty reasonable job. Now, this isn't a full Leicester team, don't get me wrong. Um, and they've rested quite a few players and they've got quite a few out on uh, on international. But it is a Leicester team and it's a pretty it's a pretty good one at that. So to only go down by four, well, five points. Five points, yeah. It's not, not a bad effort, actually. They can probably take, they get a bonus point out of it, which is definitely something. I'm kind of optimistic that their trajectory... Is on the right path anyway. Yeah, they're going they're, down. They're building at this but point. Yeah. I don't see them. Do, I mean, who is who, who's ne- who's the team next to them? So Worcester have only won one game. Is that right? It feels like they're much better than that. Yeah, because Worcester have drawn two. So Worcester on ten points. Bristol are on four points. They had four losing bonus points from their nine games, and Worcester are on ten points. And then Gloucester, Sale, and Newcastle are all level on eighteen points. Hmm. Yeah. So you'd say really, I mean, Bristol are way off and Worcester are also 
a decent way off the rest of the, the pack. Yeah, see, I, I have actually thought that Worcester look in pretty good shape. They play nice uh, n- uh, nice rugby. Inadvertently, their squad, test, their squad depth has, has been tested with all their injuries. And now they're getting some of these senior guys back. They might do pretty well. Well, I yeah, think pretty well. They, they're not going to do, do uh, not going to do do that well, are they? Because they are uh, second bottom. Yeah, points. and they've had we spoke about it before where they've had um, home games and they've got to back themselves at home, particularly on the plastic pitch against the easier teams, and not come out on top. Mm. So uh, they're not going to impress particularly. I don't think. Uh, did you see the Northampton game? I did. What do you think of that one then? <laughs> Was it? Possibly the worst game of rugby ever played. Uh, the last ten minutes or so was exciting. Less less than ten I mean, minutes. I'd love to know what the knock-on stats for this were. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. Was it, it was horrendous. I mean, it was <laughs> some of the worst stuff I think I've I've, I've ever seen. Northampton are completely rudderless now. I don't care what anyone it's, says. I mean, they might be able to put a run of, run of games together, but as a you know as a serious Premiership force, they've, they've, they've got to be done now. It, it's just over. But it's, it's the way that they're playing, because they've got the players, they've lost a few people to internationals, but they've still got a lot of good international players. Yeah. And it, I think Hugo Monia made the point that their their back line are just not playing like a cohesive unit. We've made it previously, but they're, they're taking the ball so deep and so static that the, 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 defense, exactly yeah, right. the defense is just coming up to them and they're going nowhere. They're like... It's like they're treading water, running in treacle. Where, what would your mindset be if you were Jim Malander? Because again, what another? What a, his stock a year ago yeah. even was like incredibly high. He was he was spoke about for the England game, the, the England job potentially. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah. not a fan of changing directors of rugby, particularly when your director of rugby has gone down with you, got you promoted, won you a title. You know, so he is clearly very good at what he does. But it does feel the more and more you watch Northampton, the Alex, the Alex King palaver was just a scapegoating exercise. The thing which really summarised how Northampton play were when they committed five men to a, 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 a dead ruck, they <laughs> passed it to their stationary hooker, who then spun around 180 degrees, passed it back a further 15, me, 15 yards to uh, Myler, who then put it up and under him. Perfect. <laughs> there you go. That, that win your loads. But also, five minutes to go, they're one point up. And they throw a risky offload for a Gonover intercept. Yeah. Who goes 75 metres and, and dots down. Occasions like this, you sometimes think, am I being too harsh on the winning side? Am I doing them a disservice by saying Northampton are terrible and not giving them the credit that they deserve? Well, in this case, no. The whole, the whole thing was a mess. <laughs> it wasn't The pretty. whole game was a mess, yeah. It was not pretty. There's one thing that I can tell you're itching well, to yeah. talk about, Tim. I can, yeah. I can, I can hear it. I yeah. can feel it. It's palpable, the so, excitement. So, shall we just move on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Go, go on, on, Tim. Go on, Tim. No, it's, it's not, I'm just no, not excitement. Nah. It's um, resignation. A slight, a slight air of resignation. Uh, you, you're, you're not allowed to ruck anymore. It's over, isn't it, for rucking? It's, it's over. Um, it's all over. Yeah, it's, this is a really tough one. Really tough one. It's a red. Because he made contact with the head, and that will be that. This is what I'm coming down to thinking. If we say contact with the head equals red, what you will get is TMOs and referees going, could you just look? Did he make contact with the head? Oh, yes, well, he, he, initial contact was on the shoulder, but it brushed up and it glanced the head. Oh, well, we best go with the yellow then. A crime has been committed right now. Uh, so it's kind of like, do you know when, um, do you remember the MP, Chris, is it Chris Hewn? 
He went to jail because uh, he lied about a speeding ticket. Oh, yeah. So, like, one thing happened, which is small, and then another thing happened, and then another thing happened, and then before you know it, he is in jail, right? It, it's that kind of thing. So, the, the incident itself wasn't really, really a big deal. I, I think 99 times out of 100, that would never be pulled back. No one cares. Move on. But the fact of the matter is, Brooks leads in, he hits someone, someone goes backwards... Injures a scrum half. Yeah. So the refs are like, hmm, we need to have a look at how this, uh, how, how the nine got injured because Mickey Young's is facing the wrong way. It lands, he lands, the Newcastle guy lands on Mickey Young's knee. So they start this, this little inquiry. So has a crime been committed? Well, yes, it wasn't quite legal rucking. Okay, so what is the crime? Oh, contact with the head. Well, what's the sanction for that? Sanction for that is a red. And it just built and built and built and built. And that oh, is exactly, exactly... That's exactly how it happened. I mean, the infuriating thing, I guess, would be the fact that Brooks then got pushed back by someone else into his head. Yeah. And he didn't get any and sanction that, whatsoever. That should have been... I, would, I think that could have been a yellow card. I think or that's more potentially even a red card, because it's reacting. Yeah, it's reacting. Yeah. He's not rucking. It's after the whistle. That, yeah. That's much worse, actually. Yeah. So they should have ignored it. That's what they should have done, because... If that's legal, most rucks are illegal. I go back to this again. This is a coaching point for Kieran Brooks because it, it, it was stupid from him because he dives he dives off his feet. Got to stay on your feet. I tell the lads at Didsbury Talk H Rugby Club. Um, all, <laughs> ding 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 ding. Exactly. <laughs> that you've got you know you've got to stay on your feet at all times. That is the, the, the absolute par- that's absolute paramount. Where is Didsbury Talk H Rugby Club, JB? And when do you train? If I wanted to come down and come <laughs> uh, out of retirement. Well, well. Uh, we actually train at, I think it's called Simon Fields. It, it's it's one of the most idyllic places to play a rugby. It, it's absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. All right, Just, fine. Good. Uh, anyway, uh, glad uh, we got that one dealt with. Half six, Tuesdays, Thursdays, MMU 4G. <laughs> um, anyway, it, yeah, where, where was I with this? I was um, eulogising about staying on your feet. You could potentially do everything right and do everything legally and still be done for reckless, reckless play. So just stay on your feet. Yeah. Don't let them look back at it. Yeah. What, just what, one, other element, one other element to this, which I think is, is relevant to this case, and it was relevant to Matt Luamanu as well. You suddenly put Billy Burns as... <laughs> Billy Burns is the man who made the hit uh, instead of Matt Luamanu. And Billy Burns, who was clearing out that ruck... Sorry, Billy Burns. I could have picked someone else, but I couldn't think of anyone. Um, Freddie Burns. <laughs> One of the Burns brothers made that hit. And uh, it would never be given a red card. There's an element yeah. where when there's these massive guys, you, uh, they're actually being... Um, Penalised uh, for it. Because they're big guys. Yeah. And I, that's not I, fair. And that's not, mind right. on, and that's not rugby. I think I've changed my mind on the Lumanu one as well. Anyway, let, let, let's talk about a different game. Um, let's talk about the game that yeah. you were at, Tim, because that was an interesting one. Uh, it, it was. Um, Saracens uh, won again, and they've made it three from three in this international window when they lose a, an incredible amount of talent. Yeah. They still had, on in their starting 15, 390 international caps. <laughs> wow. Which is, is amazing. Right? So Saracens won again, which is which is impressive. However, and, and I used the phrase in, in a post-match chat with David Humphreys, I, I think I sort of made some reference and I used the word there seems to have been a slight resurgence in Gloucester's play and he kind of refuted that and said no we've been doing this all season but I would still contend that the last two weeks particularly and through this international window Gloucester have seemed to have refined the way they play changed the way they play simplified it in a lot of respects 
playing quite a lot like Saracens in some respects with the, with, with the high kicks, a lot of yeah. kicks, a big emphasis on the kick chase and massive physicality. Yeah, they're very physical, aren't they? And they, it's working. And they expend yeah. a lot of energy. Mind you, they are third bottom. You, uh, the performance was good. I think if you're going to... You know, if you worry too much about results and not enough about performance, you're going to go the wrong going to go the wrong way. They've got something to build on here, and I think next year it'll probably be their year. Um, I was very impressed with, with Billy Burns. I think he is looking stronger and stronger each week now. Uh, but I was absolutely mystified why, if you're chasing a game, the guy you would turn to would be Billy Twelve Trees, unless Burns was an injury, which I don't think he, he was. He was carrying a knock from the first half. Was he? Yeah, because I, I thought yeah. that was a very, very odd decision if they made that as a tactical substitution. Because I don't think I've ever seen a single game of Billy Twelve Trees playing at ten that I've liked. Oh, if you if you if you need someone to to close out a game by throwing the ball into touch. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's your man. Yeah, I mean, if you really you know, if, if there's a um, if there's a ball boy you want knocking down a peg or two, you know, <laughs> Billy Billy uh, Billy Twelve Trees is definitely the guy. You got a two man overlap. It's a double miss pass straight to the ball boy. Perfect. <laughs> Would you be surprised if you see him leave next year? Because he must be on good money because he was club captain. And England international. Yeah, so these guys do get paid a fair. Oh, a fair I what? If if his contract is up, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't imagine they would renew it because yeah, he would have moved for big money. He was an established England player when he moved, I so see. he would be on good wedge. He he has got a trip to France written all over him, doesn't he? Just yeah. Au revoir. Oh, you're so right. Au revoir, Billy. Um, yeah. Yeah, it feels like a lifetime ago that he was an established England. Yeah, in, in, <laughs> international does. now. It really does. Uh, triple threat, k- kick, pass, run. <laughs> couldn't do anything particularly well. <laughs> um, yeah, you could do all of them just in the loosest possible sense. <laughs> I hope he's not listening. I feel really bad now. Um, I will be interested to see what they do at, uh, at Scrum Half because Willie Hines in these last two games has been really important with the, much like Richard Wigglesworth controls the game with the boot yeah uh, Gloucester now are probably so Bath and Sa- interestingly Bath and Saracens are the two teams that kick more than any other they're, they're one and two in the league or were and now Gloucester are looking a lot better and they kick just as much if not slightly more in the last couple of games than, than Saracens do mm. yeah they did they kicked uh, 11 times more out of hand and here's another little stat um, that I, I got today. Again, this is the stuff I got through work. Nothing I've worked out myself or researched myself like Phil would have done. Gloucester, in their game against... Uh, who they, uh, In the win against Wasps, they, 80% or 79% of the time, the ball went to a one-out runner that wasn't fly half and wasn't passed, went straight into contact. 80% of the time or 79 Wow. Well, that, that 79% is, of the time I that is it, a simple game yeah. they, they play they play Gatlin ball just, well, just sorry this high energy game has really benefited Richard Hibbard I think he's playing his best rugby since he since he left Wales really yeah uh, he's yeah, looking very right. good scrummaging not so good yeah new, co- new contract signed mm. scrummaging still not so good with a foa no I, 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 they gave I, away I, quite a few penalties in, in fact a foa got yellow carded didn't I, they? I've given up trying to work out what is wrong with the Boston scrum. <laughs> McAllister is a big boy and a highly rated scrummager. Yeah, but and those two have always been highly rated scrummagers. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. What's on there. But anecdotally, to back up your point, Tim, about the energy and the work rate of Gloucester, do you know who the Premiership's top uh, tackler is? Uh, I do. 
Go on. Because I, I mentioned it on the programme today. Oh, so did you? I won't say it. I'll see if Phil can guess it. I got it from Twitter on Friday. Uh, well, I guess Kvezik nope. just then. No, he's hardly been playing. It's yeah. uh, Rowan. You Rowan. find this quite a lot in Premiership sides that, that locks are the top tacklers. That's right. It is Tom Savage. Ah. He's the first. Yeah. I think he's the first guy in the league this year to reach 100 tackles. Very good. Yeah, which he was. Which... Ben Ben Morgan, Ben Morgan, only six behind. You think of Ben Morgan as a ball carrier, which he is, but he's he made ninety four in the same time as well. So yeah, he was impressive. Uh, that's what happens when you kick a lot, I guess. You make you have to make lots of tackles. Yeah. So one thing happened in the post match interview that I want to tell you about that no one will ever see. Yes, please. So I was chatting with um, I had to chat with David Humphreys and all the rest of it, and then and then I spoke with Mark McCall, congratulated him on the win. Asked him about Mario Toji. All of this you can see through the BT Sport app or the, the website or whatever. But I asked them to cut the interview off just before the end, which they duly did, because I said to him at the end, uh, congratulations on the win. Thanks for your time. And also, happy 50th for Tuesday. Uh, and the reason I said that is because in my the match research notes you get, it was a there was a little paragraph that said... Uh, birthday celebrations blah 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 and it just said oh you know mark mccall will celebrate his uh, a big birthday on tuesday he'll be 50 years young so i just sort of said at the end i just went you know happy birthday and he shook my hand and said thanks and then as he was walking out he turned around and went i'm 49 on tuesday that's not cool (laughs) (laughs) Ah, (laughs) busted mate has someone stitched you up there or do you think it was an honest mistake Well, it was an honest mistake. The, the stats guy, he's absolutely amazing. There's, you've seen the packs he yeah. comes up with, Phil. Yeah. They're uh, amazing. I, 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 dream, I, w- I dream about those packs, Tim. Yeah, I, I, I would be tempted, you know, if I was a stat guy. I mean, I know this, this isn't how stat guys work, but this is what I'd be tempted <laughs> to do. It's just slide bits of false information in there. <laughs> Congratulations on your same-sex marriage. <laughs> 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 no, just those sort of things. So there you go, bit of exclusive stuff that only people that listen to the podcast would ever know. Well, would you like to know some exclusive stuff that I know about um, uh, about sales sharks? Actually, you got some. Do we really want to talk about sales sharks? I think uh, <laughs> I think it's quite funny. Okay, um, go on. Apparently, so one of the sales old players went said to Diamond um, hello, and was met with a four letter response and then off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> Who one of did the... you get this from? You can't possibly say that. I can't you? tell you that. But um... <laughs> so, so one of the uh, former sale players, who's now because they, they yeah, his first name's Danny. They played wasps. <laughs> oh, Danny, <laughs> Danny. So not Rob, not Tommy, <laughs> no, no, not no. James. No, no, no. <laughs> they've got a few of those boys. <laughs> Hi, Dimes. You just, you just imagine it. Can't, 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 can't. Hand to the face. Get out of here. Well, I just need just need Phil to upset Steve Diamond next week, and um, yeah, we've got a hat trick then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that was quite interesting. I think probably the most interesting thing about the Sale Wasps game was was that story that I just told you. <laughs> uh, fairly predictable result that wasn't it. Um, well, sale div- Well, certainly me and Tim predicted that result I think I went for a sale win Um, (laughs) uh, just for a bit of banter Uh, yeah away from home it it wasn't likely Uh, hats off to Ashley Johnson who had a a spectacular game and also it was the debut the league debut for Josh for one Josh Charmley yeah Uh, 
Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Uh, how do you, how do you play? I don't know. Is the answer? Um, I've only seen really the highlights. So okay. I, I, this ridiculously was not the televised game. Yeah, no. Mm. And we we did also have Quinn's Bath, which was a good game. Did Did you think? I quite enjoyed that. I thought so. First half was a little bit open, and then second half was an arm wrestle, and it was very cagey that second half. Uh, and I really wasn't sure where it was going to land. Fair play to Quinn's in such a tight game. They um, are very quietly going about their business. The, 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 you you are so up and down about Quinn. Well, yeah. I Every think, time they play at home and win, yeah, you're positive. Well, Every time they play away and lose, lose as it's I'm happened, negative. you're very negative. I, you're, you're calling for John Kingston's head every time they lose. Uh, <laughs> I am prone to a bit of over exaggeration when it comes to them. <laughs> uh, I do still stand by my point. I'm, I'm consistently, I'm consistently critical of Quinns. Okay. Okay. Well, why don't you tell us why you're consistently oh. critical of Quinns after a, a victory against second in the league? Oh no no I'm not I'm not they they can pull off a result at home and they're without some key players like Danny Care is very important to the way they play so um I don't see this incarnation of Quinns ever going beyond a, a mid mid table team um yeah. I I think possibly with Wales there was a there was a natural break you had you know Warren Gatland went off to the Lions for a year mm. on a sabbatical and Conor O'Shea went off to Italy that was possibly you could argue that was the moment to really freshen it up completely agree i and, i still think that now and and yeah i mean i think it's a I really do. simple equation isn't it how much money how much money do do, do you spend and if we had a league table of spenders, you would expect Harlequins to be doing far better than they are. They're the last London club, the last true London club, they spend like they want to win the league, and you know their performances are way below that. So that, that that's my that's my fundamental criticism. Yeah, uh, they, they will be releasing a fair chunk of cap space, you would imagine, with Nick Evans at the end of the season. Do you think he's going to so go? be interesting? Uh, they've got what's his name coming in? Catrakalis. Uh, his name? The Greek yeah, god Dimitri Catrakalis from Montpellier. And. Tim Swill didn't do too badly today. No, he's slowly kind of getting quite yeah. good, isn't he? Uh, he a few weeks ago he, he threw an absolute world class pass, like a, like a double miss three or something. <laughs> a double uh, miss three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But can, can I? Is that miss six? Yeah, can I, I so. read out their? Let me just read out their um, one to six in their team, and all of them are decent players. Some of them are quite promising young players, but. Just one to six in their pack, and fair play—they pulled off a really good win. But 
Lambert, Buchanan, Collier, Merrick, Matthews, Chisholm. Hmm. Well, you continue, Wallace. Cliff- it's a bit underworld. Yeah. Wallace Clifford. Yeah. Even just say the whole lot. Do you know what record that pack set today? Heaviest. Uh, I mean, on Sunday. Youngest. Heaviest. Uh, no, definitely not heaviest. Okay. Youngest. No, not youngest. Highest average uh, IQ. Uh, all, all, the only the only one, all Academy products. Correct, Tim. Is that right? Yeah, the, the first pack. It's, the, there's been packs, uh, I think it's nine different occasions, where seven out of eight, of which Newcastle frequently have done it. Amazing. But all eight from their, their own Academy. I mean, it is great work. It's tremendous work. And if you look at a team like Sale, if they manage to keep... All of their youngsters, they would be a very good club. London Irish, London Irish are the best example. Yeah, the risk of it is sometimes you bring through your players and they're maybe just one step below world class, and that's kind of what you've got at Quinns. But I guess if they're all academy products, they can't be that expensive, and you would get you get the cap- academy credit. Yeah, so it should that should allow you to bring in more guys like Horwell, like the next Nick Evans. Yeah, but is Horwell the guy? I think this is an important point as well. Is Hallwell the guy who's good enough to lift a bunch of average players, you know, be a championship-winning team? No. And you need someone better, don't you? I think it's interesting that you see very few marquee players being locks. Yeah. Because they, they probably do have less influence on the game than, say, a 10 or an 8 or a 9. Yeah. And also you can get... A... They're very important, but, I mean, how big is the drop-off? Well, who would you rather have, Tom Savage or Hallwell? There's not a huge amount of difference. The, like, oh, yeah, there's a huge yeah. amount of pay difference, probably. Yeah, Hall is probably on double, of, yeah. double what savages. Yeah, if so, not more. yeah, that, yeah. They should be doing better. Yeah, interesting fact that that it is. It's but that that's Moneyball. That's looking at w- where best value is, and is it lock or is it a fly half or a number right, eight so or a, a scrum half? Hear me now, believe me later. I think in one or two years' time, every fly half will either be a academy player. Or a marquee player. That's the only way that you can do it. And because they're marquee foreign. And they will all be on uh, 600k plus. Yeah. Go back five years and the disproportionately high paid position on the field. Remember Richard Cockrell's famous quote? He said, the most important person in my squad is my tight head prop. The second most important person in my squad is the backup tight head prop. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think it's going to go to fly half. I think fly half is going to be disproportionately paid uh, uh, huge amounts huge amounts well you, you do see the importance of the best fly halves yeah well Ryan Lamb is supposedly on 400, 400k plus at Worcester what yeah he's on a ridiculous contract god yeah exactly I, I know that is, surely that cannot be right uh, no it, he's on a lot of money to, to play at Worcester to play at Worcester Warriors a lot of money that would put him at one of the best players. He'd be earning more than Chris Robshaw, than Mike Brown, than Joe Mark, like the best of those boys. Uh, it doesn't sound right when you put it in those terms, but yeah, apparently that is... Uh, that I think is he'd also be on more than George Ford's current deal. Hmm, well, I'll show you... <laughs> I, I, current deal. I will show you, I will show you the text yeah, later. Current okay. deal. Uh, right, OK. Oh, uh, just Matt Merritt, uh, just got on the Quinns Bath thing, said, I'm watching... He tweeted at Rugby Podcast, I'm watching Quinns versus Bath and have to ask... What is going on with Tom Homer's hair? What is going on with Tom Homer's hair? <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't like to try and answer that question. Uh, no, no idea. <laughs> it, it, his hair, his hair, his business. That's 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 all good. I know it's ginger. So was, was, was there anything else weird about it? Uh, is it hair, beard, uh, combo. Uh, no, no, don't know. Can't, 
quite helpful. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a strong look. It's a strong Interesting look. look. Um, also, looking at our, uh, have a look back at, at Rugby Podcast, our Twitter account, because Complete Toffee has sent a shipping container <laughs> themed bit of uh, Photoshop to us as well. Yeah, oh, really good lad. GB still banging on about sale. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, breaking, on it's breaking news. Uh, there's loads of loads of shipping containers fallen off a off a big um, shipping container <laughs> transporter, yeah. and it says uh, breaking news: rug, rugby officiating disaster. Disaster: Thirty of Eva Premiership TMOs injured. JB still banging on about sale. <laughs> very good. It's very good. What's the Exeter? So I've seen nothing more than the highlights. And it's a hell of a performance, or looks like a hell of a performance from Exeter, fifty-seven twenty-two. I know that Waldham scored and got a yellow. Uh, Ian Whitten seems to have had one hell of a game, which yep. has annoyed me immensely because he was in my fantasy rugby team, fantasy I, rugby draft, until I dropped him. And then he goes out and gets thirty points. Thanks. What I know about this is that um, Exeter didn't didn't just beat them, as the scoreline suggests. They were worth every bit of that and they absolutely it was it was like men versus boys the pack in particular just wiped the floor with Worcester and Exeter are back they've both Gloucester although they haven't got the results from it have used this international window to really regroup and re and refocus Exeter have done the same they looked really really confused and lacking any coherence a few weeks ago yeah they're back yeah and I- be careful yeah, with this. Back. I'm not sure you're right. I think Exeter are going to go into next week's game and probably have a fairly good good performance. But then after that, they've got a double a double header in the Heineken Cup. Now I don't. I'm not entirely sure if their s- squad strength is up to it. So this might just be a bit of an aberration against a team at the bottom end of the table. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think Exeter. Um, well, actually, do you know who Exeter have next next week? Go on. At the AJ Bell. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I might go and watch that. Yeah, I might come with you. Yeah, so, um, well, they're going to lose next week. So <laughs> that's, the end, that's the end of that. I hope you're right, Tim. I hope you're right, but I don't, I don't, think, I don't think you are. I don't think they're <clears throat> quite what they Now, are. listen, I don't want to be accused uh, in the future when they're not top four or anything of people having accused me of saying you said Exeter were going to do really well I said at the start of the season and I still maintain I said before the season Exeter have reached their high watermark for the time being and they're going to go down before they maybe come back up again I'm still standing by that I'm not saying that they're going to make some charge but they look much much more like the Exeter we knew last year. Yeah. Okay. And I hope I think that will continue. Um, yes. So I think Exeter, I've said it a million times, but Exeter are a better version of Exeter from last year, which is why they've gone uh, gone better and better and better throughout the years. And I still think this team is better than the one that played last year. But I just think the teams around them at the top end of the table are better again still. So that would be my argument to why uh, Exeter aren't doing well. Not because they've gone backwards, just because they've not improved as quickly as everyone else. There you go. Deep. Very uh, deep. I wanted to just to mention quickly a Pro 12 game, which was excellent, which was... Um, Scarlet's. Yeah, Scarlet's Leinster. was a cracking game. Was it? Yeah. It, it, the scoreline suggested it was a good game. Yeah, this, this, this was a Friday nighter. Um, and the contrast between this and the... Northampton. Northampton game could not be more stark. Just... Uh, it, it, uh, uh, 
Scarlet's played with real invention. Uh, I I thought they'd pretty much killed off um, killed off Leinster, but you know th- these are these are two very very good good rugby teams. Yeah. Uh, short uh, short of their internationals too. So uh, yeah, unfortunately, I missed the first half because of the atrocities which were committed against rugby at Franklin's <laughs> Garden. But uh, yeah, it was worth watching. And another uh, odd red card. Oh, we spoke enough. Of- Do you yeah. see the red card in the Ospreys game? Uh, no, I heard about it though. No, not seen it. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was a little bit similar to the Kieran Brooks red cards. Okay. Um, but the, the most troubling bit, and I, I wish I could remember the name of the player. I'm going to try and remember the name of the player, but but the the rolling around on the floor. Oh. It, very, it looked very um, very enthusiastic level of pain the person was in. It was it looked a bit distasteful for me. So what? Because he, um, do you think he was in like pain that. or he wasn't in pain? I'm accusing him of uh, maybe... Uh, I don't like accusing people of this because I just don't want to uh, think that it actually happens on a rugby field, but I, I'd be very, very concerned if he was exaggerating th- the pain he was in and the sort of level of injury. It would really worry me but because I don't ever want that to happen in rugby, but I, I've, I've I'm just, worried that it did happen. I've mm. just read a comment in a rugby match. Uh, on Ultimate Rugby. It was Rory Thornton... And someone has said that Cravendale have just called with a lucrative job, job offer for Mr Thornton because he's been milking it. Uh, uh, sorry. Yeah, I see Osprey's number five hammering it up like a professional footballer. So that is not good. It isn't good. I, uh, yeah, definitely not good. Um, I've just had a look at the Pro 12 league table for the first time in six, in six months. Bloody hell, scores are four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an Ulster after... Winning the first five games are on a terrible run. But I thought Scotland's lost like three on the bounce to start with, didn't they? They might have done, but then won virtually everything since then. Fair play. Well, there you go. That's a, that's the, enough Pro 12. The other bit of Pro 12 news was there was a postponed game on Friday night. Uh, yeah, why? Frozen pitch. Ridiculous. So, like, if you're a Connacht fan, um, you might listen to uh, uh, there's a podcast out there, the, the, the Craggy Rugby Pod, right? And they followed Connacht to play in NSI and watched the game in minus 18. Just think about that. Think about that for a second. This, this, this wasn't an amateur game. This is a, a world rugby-sanctioned European match, and it's played at minus 18. Pathetic. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ulster game was postponed. Very disappointingly. Cool. Uh, shall we go through the predictions for next week, then? Let's do it. Uh, I'll do the Pro 12 ones quickly. Uh, Ospreys, Edinburgh, Ospreys, Glasgow, Munster, I'm not sure. <laughs> Zebra, Scarlet, Scarlet, Connacht, Treviso, Connacht, Cardiff, Ulster. JB, stop oh. giving so much time to the Pro 12. I can't, I, I'm, not, I'm not happy with the level of effort and enthusiasm you have for the Pro 12 this week. <laughs> Phil, um, Cardiff, Cardiff, Ulster? Uh, I'm hoping Ulster. Uh, God knows. Do they have all of their players back now? Uh, the, so, Rory Best, for example, Hendo, Trimble, they should all be if they are fit they should be rested because they've all played in is that part of their player agreement thing uh, their management strategy well you have to rest them for a certain number of games anyway but I would there's no way I would want those boys playing because really well no because they're going to get injured like really so I've I mean, Hendo's been out until until relatively recently well Trim- Trimble and Best certainly yeah. I wouldn't want those those boys playing even if they are fit this is something that's actually frustrated me with uh, England, the the way that they've managed Billy Vunnipola. So obviously he's in my fantasy rugby draft mm. team. 
more than just selfishly, I've been watching him, and I know there have been some comments coming out of the England camp about overloading players like the Jack Noel injury, like the Anthony Watson in- injury, and Vunapola does an unbelievable amount of work in every single game he yes. plays, and he's played every single minute of every game yeah. this season. And you, it was just, it was coming, it was coming. Yeah, it was, but that's not, you know, that's not a wear and tear injury, is it? It's not like he was carrying an existing no, precondition. If if you're wearing, if you are fatigued, you're more likely to get those injuries. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, no, no, like there, yeah, there's lots are. of you, there's yes, lots of studies you, into you that. You are. But if you you know if you're playing in rugby, there must be something like a five percent chance of you going down with the ACL at any time. Anyway, <laughs> I mean you're just exposed to more of those the more of those risks the more you play. But that's your job. You yeah, know, I, but I, it's no, it's the fatigue element of it. Yeah, that, that's that's maybe, the concern for me. Maybe. Uh, so Cardiff Ulster, um, actually, this is the sort of game I'd really like. So the two games stand out for me this week would be Glasgow Munster if they've got all their players back. that's yep. going that's going to be a belter. And Cardiff Ulster, that should be a very good game, if they've got the players back. If not, not not too bothered. Yeah. The other four look fairly predictable. Leinster will beat Dragons, Connacht will beat Treviso, Ospreys will beat Edinburgh, and Scarlets will beat Zebra. Does it did, uh, did, did disagree with uh, with that, Tim? No, that's all good <laughs> for me. <laughs> Excellent. That's how we should do the Pro Twelve review. Is we identify the two games which are going to be good, and we talk about them. Okay. The, the, the Pro 12 2. <laughs> uh, and now for the Premiership. Yes, yeah, so Friday night. Uh, we could go to this, Sale Exeter. I, well, actually, my other half is in London, so I see no downside to going to this. Okay. And a bit of food afterwards. Uh, I might have to have a weekend off. I've not had a weekend off in so long. Well, right. but I'll, I'll go to you, the game. If you wanted to go to. Well, no, Phil, if you want to go to the Sale game, you need to have a weekend off anyway because. It'll take you that long to get home afterwards. Yeah. 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 Uh, are you working next weekend, Tim? I'm not working next weekend, but um, I'm having a weekend in the big smoke because the missus has got her birthday and she's working down here, so... Ah, very nice. Very nice. So, yeah, extra sale. I'm going to go for sale. Surprisingly. Yeah. This this is interesting. Bath Saracens at Bath. 12.15 kickoff as well because of the... Uh... The England game. Does that mean I get to watch it? Yeah. Perfect. Now, today in the warm-up, um, during the warm-up, Maru Itoji was being put through his paces was in he? a bit of a fitness and contact-type session, obviously just seeing how his hand responded That's weird. To, to a training session. Do you think that's more for the... What's... Well, do you know... Well, they've got Maru, Maru Itoji at their disposal whenever they want. They can do it in training, they can do it away from the, uh, the prying eyes of the public, uh, away from the media. Do you think they just did that to kind of get him out in front of people so we know he's around? No, it's because all the trainers and conditioners will be at the game, so it's just taking the opportunity to do it. I don't, no, I, I disagree with that because the trainers and conditioners They are did there. the same thing with George Cruz last week. Yeah. And, and they do it with Manu. They, they, when they're bringing players back in, they start introducing them. Oh, in. yeah, you're right. They, they, they always do it. So, so, what, so what's the logic then? The logic is... Well, I mean, like, you've got all the trainers and conditioners yeah, there. Yeah, but they are, they've got to be focused solely on their matchday squad, I, I would say, on, on a matchday. Well, you're saying that, but we're giving yeah, you you're right. multiple different examples yeah, of them so, not focusing on that. Well, no, I'm saying, well, so why are they doing it then? Because the, 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 the trainers and physios are around May, all day, I, all week. I've got yeah, a thought. Yeah, because they'll do I've it every day. So through the week... He'll be doing he'll be doing rehab every day yeah. and doing yeah. training and stuff every day, 
he'll just be doing that then and it makes sense to do it when they're all together and working because um because they're all at the game and also if you want to actually look at a, an added benefit he's around the squad with the boys yeah on a match day yeah see i think i think it's more to do with that i think it's more the reintegration part which would make a lot of sense and also the bit where the fans can get a little bit excited because they can see Mario's coming back hitting a bag that's, that's what i would say that's a happy coincidence from the other side I think you're you're looking into this too deep. Mm, you're, you're looking for a conspiracy where there is no, no, of... no. It's definitely not a conspiracy. I, I just like to know the reason for things. I think it's a consi- I do not think there's a conspiracy about Mario Sochi's hand. Uh, <laughs> Gloucester versus Bristol. Give me Gloucester. Give me Bristol. <laughs> yeah, and this is why. It, this feels like a very Gloucester game to lose to me. You're right. A very good good performance. Bristol have improved. And I think though that I don't think that they'll fear Gloucester in in any way. Uh, I understand all that. I'm probably going to be proven wrong, but I think Gloucester might be starting to build. But they're building towards next year, admittedly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, they're going to put in foundations for two or three good signings next year, like Carl Ferns. Oh, yes, that's a good signing. That is a good signing. Uh, oh, speaking of yes, speaking of good signings, Liam Williams to uh, Saracens has oh. been confirmed last week. Yeah, no, not 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 by either club because, of course, no clubs talk to players before January the first. Phil, of course, mm. of course. Um, weird, that isn't it? Because he wants to play fullback. Maitland wants to play fullback. Good is the fullback, and Wales can play fullback. And it's it's also a little bit weird because you could potentially have international weekends. Like Saracens are shorn of a lot of players in international weekends more than any of the Premiership club, but you're bringing someone in. It's just another person coming in who you're going to miss during international weekend. I wonder if there's a little bit of Machiavellian kind of, let's take Liam Williams, because we actually think Lee Halfpenny is more valuable to Wales than Williams, and therefore Gatlin's law. But of course it won't, it won't, it won't apply to Liam Williams, Gatlin's law. Because uh, he's not on a market offer. Oh. No, because he's too good. Ah, uh, yeah, sorry. You immediately get excluded. <laughs> and apparently he's turned down more money to stay in Wales. Well, he's... Girlfriend lives in London, doesn't she? Does she? Yes. Right. They well, well, George Ford's girlfriend. Don't you? Yeah, let's stop saying. Yeah. Well, just saying, just saying. So you know, when he moves to Manchester, George Ford's girlfriend lives where? Manchester. George Ford's girlfriend. <laughs> oh right, yeah. We well, see. I, I don't think we should think about players moving players because of the geographic location of of their girlfriends. Why? It's important. I, I just don't think that will, that would be a, a factor. It's absolutely a factor. Family and girlfriends and these things have to be a fact to him. How can they not be? Well, hold on. I haven't examined a picture of this oh. girlfriend yet. <laughs> what have we done? Put your phone down. Tim, trust me. Trust me. It is a factor. Yeah. Take, take my word for this. <laughs> Liam Williams' girlfriend is a factor. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Look, but, uh, look, the lad should have been... A Swansea-based scaffolder. Yeah. And he's now going out with a what, what looks like a supermodel. It's definitely a fact. If she <laughs> says she needs to stay in London for a few shoots, yeah, fine. Done. Yes. There you go. So, um, <laughs> Bristol beat Gloucester, and, that, and that'll be that. <laughs> okay. I'm, I like your optimism. I will put £5 on it immediately after this podcast. No, oh. I won't, because you can't get uh, the odds till two days out. Yeah. Um Leicester, Northampton. Leicester. Leicester by quite some distance. Oh, Tim. Have we t- lost Tim? Tim's gone. Newcastle, Harlequins. This will be interesting. Uh, I think Newcastle. Newcastle at home. 
Harlequin still without their players away. Mm-hmm. Give me new. Give me Newcastle. Uh, yeah, give me Newcastle too. I'm happy with that. Worcester Wasps. Here we go. He's back. Hello, uh, Tim. Um, and Tim, La- Tim, just quickly, uh, your comments on Leicester Northampton. Sorry, I just had to hag up uh, in order to go and uh, <laughs> confirm that yes, definitely she is a factor. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's, it should be a good game. Leicester will Leicester at home, right? Or is it? Is it? Le- no, hold on. Leicester at home. Leicester at home. Yeah, Leicester at home. Le- Le- Leicester at home. They will win. I- I'm interested to see Manu again. Just have a just have a little look out for. Um, the shape he's in, he, he looks to have shed a few kgs, hmm. and I don't know. He, he looked, he looked, he looked quite nimble with it. I'm, I'm really interested to see how he goes, how he responded to that 20 minutes, and if he, if he has any more time. And I tell you, who's um, playing well. I, 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 uh, Adam Thompson is having a quietly effective season. He looks okay. He's gone. I think he's on four, four or five tries now. Oh, considering the guy was basically a, a punchline last year, <laughs> he's done. I think he's done remarkably well this year. Uh, okay. Mm, there you go. Um, yeah, Leicester and we, me and Phil are saying Northampton, uh, Newcastle over the Harlequins. Newcastle at home. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with that as well. And the last one, Worcester versus Wasps, at Worcester. Ooh, I, I think it's Wasps. Obviously, the 4G pitch there is going to be a massive disadvantage to players like Christian Wade. Uh, that was a complete joke. Um, that was um, good. Ad- Adam Thompson, two tries in the Premiership. Oh, I thought he was on about four. No, not mind. It, not it, feel, it feels like, like, like he's doing re- reasonably well. Uh, right, so that's... I think um, one, thing, one thing to watch out for with Worcester is they have... They've actually got, as we've talked about many times, they've got a really good back line, but they've been lacking centres. And when they have Willison and Teo who just both happen to be in my fantasy rugby draft uh, <laughs> squad. Uh, I, th- I, think they, I think they could find, find... They just need that 10. They need a 10. They need either a marquee 10 or, a, or an incredible academy 10, don't they, JB? Uh, yeah, well, that's your only option from now on. Or well, they can they, play Ryan Lamb 450k or, or whatever he's on. So they have got this lad, Shilcock, who's played a bit of 15 when um, Pennell was injured and has now been playing a bit of 10 and kicking sticks who's 19, 20 year old academy product mm. uh, do you want to wrap us up Tim I think we're done no you crack on mate this, this... I've been I've been working all day today I'm, I'm, I'm getting really tired now if I'm honest I mean this Wednesday obviously I've been working all Wednesday it's been a long Wednesday Mm, it really has. It All is, right. It's been a very long Wednesday. All right, boys. Well, you've been listening to the Midweek Domestic Avicii podcast. In fact, should I put on music? No, I won't. Uh, find <laughs> us on Twitter, at Ruby uh, Podcast. Leave your reviews on, on iTunes. Get in contact. Watch the Facebook Live. Buy some razors from Cornerstone. Do all, do all that good, good stuff. But most importantly... Let the let the boys play. We'll see you next Sunday. Oh yes! After a uh, well, an England win probably. Hope, hopefully, some good Avicii Premiership rugby. Uh, see you on Sunday. Let no? the boys play. Let the boys play, JB. Let the boys play.